0: Hello and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Purdy and I've spent the last 13 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Tech Champagne. My name is Alisa Purdy, and I am your host. And today, I am here with a dear friend. She is a realtor. She's a buyer's consultant. She's the owner of Buying with Karina, and also, of course, creator of the Buying Blueprint. Welcome, Karina Ballantyne. Hi, Karina.
1: Hi, Alisa. It's a pleasure to be here. Feels like full circle. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. There's there's a lot of good stuff for us to talk about. I I know you've been a realtor for a while. I actually asked you that before we hit record. When did you start in real estate? And you said you started in January of 2020, which I mean, I've known you for many, many years, more years than that. And I didn't realize that was the timing of the beginning of your real estate journey.
1: Well, I would say my obsession with real estate started much earlier than that. I was <laughs> Kind of oddly obsessed with open houses and checking out homes from a young age. And I think it's because my parents were home shopping during like a pivotal developmental moment in my life. So I that was imprinted in me. And I just loved um, the ideas of home ownership, creating beautiful spaces, and wanted to open a home very badly from a very young age. Um, so that's a different story. But I did get started. January of 2020. And when we went into lockdown, it was like, well, obviously this is going to be weird. Things are going to (laughs) go not as normal. And I don't even think there is a normal real estate market. Maybe there is, and I just haven't seen it yet. But um, it has just been a wild ride ever since.
0: Yeah, that's actually, that's one thing that I One of the first memories I have of you was your husband, you and your husband bought a home here in Santa Barbara. And I I don't know if you were rehabbing it, because I know you guys have a lot of experience with flipping houses too, and renovations and all the home projects. But that was the one thing I was just like, how does she know how to do all this stuff?
1: (laughs) Well, there's the secret. Didn't know how to do any of it. Um, (laughs) And that house was actually something that I found and my husband moved in later. And then he was like, I need to, there's no space for a TV. What is this? Oh, rock wall? So he really dug in and he's great at executing and he can build almost anything, thankfully. Um, but like I said, I had that obsession with homeownership. And I really, what I really wanted was to feel grounded. It's a psychological comfort to be in a home that you own. And especially in a town with a lot of turnover and high rents like Santa Barbara. And I had a dog, which made it more challenging to find rentals, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I was moving every year and getting kicked out of homes so that the owners could move back in or they wanted to renovate or getting a new group of roommates. And that becomes taxing, right? So yes. I was a personal trainer at the time. And one of the clients at the gym was a realtor. And she said, Can you hold a house open for me? I need it open. Can you sit there and I'll pay you 15 bucks an hour? I said, Great. And after the open house, which was up on Los Canoas, it was totally different than the house that I bought. She came up and said, I have this house. It's going to go into foreclosure tomorrow unless I get an offer for X, Y, and Z. And my little light bulb brain was ding, 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 bing. bing. Oh. <laughs> and I went and it happened to be around the corner from where I was renting in San Marcan. Mm-hmm. And it was so affordable because it was a short sale. It was about to go into bank ownership and foreclosure and um, didn't look inside. Here's another oppor- another example of me purchasing a house without looking at it first. <laughs> Walked around the backyard and we wrote an offer. And disclaimer, I had help from my parents for the down payment because I was making money hourly as a personal trainer at the time. There's no way I had that down payment. But mm-hmm. it was a deeply discounted short sale in Santa Barbara. And that was the house that I met you at. And it needed a lot. It was It
0: needed all that love. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story you're you're scrappy I think that's why we get along well is because you I think this is really important for people to hear too um Karina you just don't really hesitate you're like oh, I'm going to do this thing I'm going to figure it out and you, you go for it and I know we all have you know we want to do things correctly and in the correct order and do our due diligence but you've always been really scrappy and creative and I've always admired that about you well, thank you. I would say the same about
1: you, Alisa. I've always uh, admired you as well for those those traits. And I think that something that's real estate specific is that you do need to have a certain sense of urgency and know what you want before you act. And that's why in the buying blueprint, I take a lot of time to help people investigate and understand what it is they truly want. In a property, or whether or not they even want to be homeowners in the first place, because they say you can't score if you don't have a goal, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't know yourself or what you're looking for, you can't even have a goal. So there's steps to that process. And that was something I was always clear about. So when I saw the opportunity, I just jumped on it. And I think, first of all, I was like 26 years old. I also will say that a little, you know, young naive
0: and mm-hmm. brave, that that helps. <laughs> right, so. Oh, yes. Agreed. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. And I spent um, 10 years selling mortgages here in Santa Barbara from 2000 to 2010. So very interesting time towards the end there. And I learned a lot of things from you about home buying because on my side, our communication with realtors was mainly... You know, checking boxes. Send in the purchase contract. Give us the information on your client. That, that was kind of it. So when I was talking to you about purchasing, you have all these tips and tricks that you have put into this course called the Buying Blueprint, which we'll link to that in the show notes so that people can can grab that course. But when you and I started talking about this course a few months ago, I, I remember mentioning mentioning that to you. And so what you did was you outlined from start to finish all these tips and tricks that you have used to buy a house, which I've always been like, how, how do you do that? Like, for example, one of the, um, sort of like tricks that you gave me was to, when you're making an offer, you can make an offer at X amount and have this X amount be valid as long as the offer is accepted within a certain timeframe. And if it's not, then the offer is lower, (laughs) which I think is so awesome.
1: Right, that works, especially in a crazy market that I am used to. I mean, I operate now in the San Francisco Bay Area market and it's competitive. So you need to do everything you can to put yourself ahead above the competition and make your offer memorable. If the if the sellers looking through 10 it's hard for them to drill down on one of them. So having that kind of leverage um you know, upping the ante a little bit is different. I mean, now it's going to, now more people are going to know about it, but that's great. That's okay. And it really sets people apart, which is what I've found. uh, Other selling agents telling me that they're saying, oh my gosh, seller's agents, excuse me. They're, oh, wow. We've never seen an offer like that. Really interesting. Definitely shows the buyers interested in like all systems go, which is what the seller wants, a confident buyer. Mm -hmm. But right, you're leveraging the timeline of your offer response. And then the finances and what that's really getting to is the human component that we are creatures who are loss averse. So the it's in behavioral economics, but the theory is people are more sensitive to losing something than gaining something. Oh, I like and, that. Yeah, there you go. So the thought of losing that extra 50,000, 100,000 by not answering quickly mm-hmm. is more psychologically impactful than say a higher offer even Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of playing with that it doesn't work in every situation it really has to be applied with tact, depending on the timing of your offer depending on how long in the process you are like pre-market um first you know buyer in situation or if the house has been on the market for a while you're definitely not going to use that kind of
0: technique but it is interesting and it has worked well I love this. So you mentioned pre-market, and this is part of your course. And um this course is such a great tool, Karina. I wish I had it back in the day when I bought my condo here in Santa Barbara. Cause even though I was in the mortgage side of things, there was a lot that I didn't know. I mean, y- you don't know what you don't know. So for people to have a tool like this where they can buy it and, you know, consume it at their own convenience before maybe they've started the process of buying a house, a house, or before they've even identified. You know, a realtor to work with is so valuable. So I'm really excited to get this out into into the universe. But you mentioned um, pre market a moment ago. Can you explain a little bit about that?
1: Right. So there is just an understanding in the in the general consensus about what an off market home is. But there's always designations on the back end for realtors about a home is coming soon. Do not show now. The home is coming soon. And then now it's on the market. And so we see that on the back end. And when a home is coming soon, do not show or show. And there's different designations for every MLS. I don't want to get in trouble here with like it doesn't exist in some MLSs. But even if you know a realtor hears about a house, let's say through word of mouth, through their network, that's considered a coming soon home. They're prepping the home. So in my experience, we have been able to Get information about those homes, and then you're able to essentially put an offer before the rest of the competition is even able to see the home, which can give you a real leg up as a buyer. Because the seller is not quite sure how much is going competition is gonna come around a house. And if you can get some inside info and get your offer in early, not only is it a good first impression again, because that really does matter. You're memorable again. And then you can kind of have that one-on-one conversation with the seller versus being one in a pile of many offers. So I like to always be on top of what's coming soon and share that with um, my buyers ASAP. And I will tell you that not every agent is going to do that for their clients. So if you are wanting that, ask your agent to do that for you because some agents are reactive They are just going to wait until the buyer sends them a link and says, hey, I want to go see this house on the open house. Can you come with me? Well, that's a different scenario then. It's already publicly marketed. Mm -hmm. So pre-market is getting into a home before it's marketed publicly on syndicated sites like Zillow or Realtor.com. Got it.
0: I know you were chatting a little bit before we hit record about uh, my husband and I have been looking for a house. I don't even know, three years, maybe, (laughs) probably three years. What are we, January, 2024? So I think we started um, uh, maybe during lockdown. I don't remember, which is when, I know you started January, 2020 during a very interesting, well, right before everything locked down. But can you speak to kind of the change in the market from January, 2020 till like post COVID times? Oh, well, I think
1: this has been well documented (laughs) by many uh, talking head on the TV as well. But yes, um, essentially, at first, during the lockdown, there was a big pause, kind of a collective pause. That was like March 2020 to maybe fall in different markets. But then it just was like pouring fuel on a fire. Um, Everybody wanted to move. I think everybody had too much of the same four walls they've been staring (laughs) at.
0: (laughs) You're right.
1: And things were starting to look good. Stocks were going up. They were buying second homes. I mean, it was bananas. Um, The first home that I helped a young first-time couple purchase, this was my first uh, sale, we couldn't go inside because they hadn't put in the rules and regulations yet for viewing homes during lockdown. This was Uh the very beginning. So I stood in the yard with my clients. And we literally yelled at the seller who walked us around the house through windows and told us what it looked like in there. Like it was (laughs) so strange. And then she sent us pictures and FaceTime. And my clients were so brave and kudos to them because they scored. It was during that lull. Oh, yes. Before things went up. And like who wanted to go look at houses like that? And that's pretty brave for first-time buyers to put an offer on a house. But I encouraged them, let's get the house into contract. You can see it after we're in escrow. We'll do like, they'll the sellers will leave for three days. We'll let it air out. Then we'll walk through, which is what we did. I mean, we got creative and they scored. So that was how it was in the beginning. And then it was like, oh, you have 30 minutes to view this house. You need to sign this contract. you got to wear booties, wear your mask. 30 minutes, you like it. You don't, oh, time to decide. Too bad, it's gone for 400,000 over asking. <laughs> that, was, that was like most of COVID. <laughs>
0: It was nuts. Yeah, we have a really good friend who's a realtor that we yeah. we work with. You know, and I don't even I can't even tell you how many properties we looked at, and it, that's how it was. Do you want it? Decide right now. And we were like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Oh, sorry, it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. For, for cash offers, you know, you had these. You know, Santa Barbara is pretty high density in most areas, and so you had these houses that were like a thousand square feet going for like two million cash. When the asking was like nine hundred
1: thousand or something, yes, Yes. it was bananas. It was so bizarre, and you know that that's kind of where I forged all of this information and that fire because I had to show up with like every trick in the book to get my buyers in the door, and I didn't want to spin my wheels either. I wanted to come in smart, so I'm not writing ten offers. I think the most Offer as I ever wrote for one client was two. I'm gonna say we won on the second house that they tried. Like I, I really worked with people ahead of time to prep them. Okay, they said this is like a great tool for saving money, which I also go through in the course. All right, you like a house, great. You see it, you get excited, or your realtor sends it to you. It looks good. First step is Google Map it or whatever maps you use. You don't have to be Google, but Look at the lot lines, the satellite view, the street view. Look for freeways. Look for dumps next door, hoarder backyards next door. I mean, save yourself the time and trouble. (laughs) Look at you can even see the condition of a roof sometimes on Google Maps. Yeah, smart. Yeah, save yourself, and then look at the disclosures first. If you're, especially if you're somebody who's very analytical and has some serious deal breakers, like. I will not buy a house if it has had water intrusion or mold. Then look at those disclosures and see if you can get that home inspection first. Before you go, take your time to go see it. Get all excited. Right, um, right. Emotionally invested. Like, Mm -hmm. keep true to your, your, what I call them in the course is deal breakers, deal makers, and then dreaming big. So it kind of helps you. I created, like, um, a worksheet and a decision score where you can, like, weight each category and come up with a formula to decide. You know, is it the right house for you? So we have a lot of those types of tools that can help you, depending on what kind of processor you are, what kind of way you like to think and approach these big decisions.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing about um this course, Karina. I tend, I think you and I are the same in this way, where we both like uh specifics and tools and things we can measure and how to measure, like you said, the goals and the success. This course has a lot of tools, a lot of them. Um you take people from start to finish through the entire process. So you give them a sneak peek into the tricks that you have proven to work over the years and ways that they can determine what it is they want. Cause I think for a lot of people, it's overwhelming <laughs> to figure out what you want sometimes when it comes to home buying, cause it's such a big decision.
1: It is. It is. And I'll tell a fun little story on that. I recently had the most wonderful couple, I helped them purchase a home. And when we were at the closing, we were at the final walkthrough. They said to me, you know, the day that you sent us this house, we were going to call you and tell you that we had been not able to agree about what we want. We had been fighting about it between one another. We've been having too many conversations and talking in circles. And we were going to say, you know, we're going to push pause on our home search because it just is creating too much conflict in our relationship right now. We can't come to a decision. And then this one house that I had been watching forever, I'd been watching it get prepped. I had been watching it get ready. I'd been bugging the agent already for information on it. Like, send me this info. I have the buyers for this house. I sent it to them. And then it was like the, it all came together and it was what they had been talking about. They could all agree on it. It was a, it was like a mid, middle balance of everything that they had, um, up down to the fact that they wanted to have a seasonal stream on their property. Oh, and, Never heard anything like that. that. No, exactly. Somewhere to host retreats and to be immersed in nature, for nature to be an immersive experience. I mean, these were very, um, very specific analytical people, so they had their vision really, really strong. And so, to that point, right, it can be hard to know what you want. But then, bring another person into the mix, it can be hard to figure out what you both want and find that perfect property. Because let's face it, like you said. Competition is fierce and inventory is low. (laughs) So, Yeah, it is for sure. You don't have like a million choices to review every day. You just get like a few here and there and then um, it can feel like a slog. So
0: yeah, exactly. And I know a lot of people, this might be a whole nother conversation, but I know a lot of people are paying a lot of attention to interest rates and just waiting for them to come down, Um, you know, which is great. And in theory, sounds really smart but then you're just going to have an influx of people that are all ready to buy because the interest rates are are low. And then we're back to multiple offers, <laughs> low inventory. So that could be a little tricky thing to navigate as well.
1: 100%. And much smarter people have been reviewing this and kind of analyzing this for the last few months than, than I am um, looking at the economic data and what's the Fed going to do. And then looking at our months of inventory and they're all agreeing that This is likely the next phase is that we're going to have this pent up demand unleashed when interest rates lower. So, you know, something that pains me is looking at home prices from 20 years ago and going, oh my goodness. So the best time to buy a house was always yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah. And (laughs) if not yesterday, 30 years ago, (laughs) but we can't do that. We can't act yesterday. We can only act on our present moment. And so it has to be right. And we also review that in the, the blueprint. It kind of walks you through timing, emotions, and finances. And those three coming together as to whether or not now is the right time for you to buy. And, uh, we try to help
0: people work through that as well. Oh, I'm so excited for this. And then, you know, we will, like I said, we'll post a link to this to the course in the show notes so that everyone can find it and we'll also link to your Instagram. That's going to be really fun for people to hang out with you there as well. And you have had a a change in life in the last couple years, 2-3 years. You are a mama to a little a beautiful little toddler. Yes. Little one is
1: bundles of fun and joy. And boy, does having kids make you rethink like your space and what you want out (laughs) of your space as well. So that has been a nice change. She's one and a half now almost. Um, And yeah, it's definitely very fun. Keeps me on my toes. It allows me to um, have more empathy as well to Mm -hmm. families with young children and their space needs. And my, my last clients actually had two young kids and the young girl was just about the age of mine. <clears throat> and that's what we talked through, like going through the houses, like where would this stuff go? Where would this go? Where, where are we going to park the the gear and all that? It's
0: a whole different ballgame. <laughs> I love it. And then what changes have you had to make? I think it's important for mamas to share this info, but what? how has this changed you as an entrepreneur? Wow. Well, I was always <laughs> somebody who
1: could condense time really well. So I was somebody who's always, if I had this task, I could get it done in a short period of time. Um, you know, that was like the feedback from my first grade teachers that Krina works really fast to my parents. And then the flip side of that is, and then she disrupts the class because she's done with her work and then she's talking to her neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I but that has just been yeah, that has been like mm-hmm. times a hundred now because I only have X amount of minutes in the day and um a very brief amount of time. So help me work smarter and be more mindful about blocking out my time. And then just there are sacrifices like there are days where I'm just not going to get X, y, and Z done because I'm going to dedicate it to work. and when you're working with a client and in real estate, The great part is, some days there are days where you know there's not much work to do, but on the days where there's work to do, it is urgent. It is go time, and then it I just make you just make it happen. You just make it happen. You have to. You can't wait on submitting a contract. Yeah. No. 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 (laughs) Thankfully, I have support and a husband who I can say I can call in and say, "Okay, I'm all systems go now. You gotta you gotta jump
0: in and and support for right now." I love you guys. I think you have a great husband. I've always loved your little family. Thank you so much. He well, is lovely. I know. I hope we get to hang out soon. I don't move back to Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> NSAP. <laughs> You're also somebody. I think this is interesting too to share. Um, you, you, you have moved a lot and you have changed course with, you know, where you live and houses and things like that a lot over the last few years. Yes, I think part of it
1: is opportunistic. Part of it is figuring it out, and I will say that that also informed this decision to put all these ideas and thoughts into a one place to help other people. Because I have been through the ups and downs personally. That it's been you know trials, and it's not all been easy peasy and fun. Um, and I've also been in weird scenarios, like I purchased a house. Uh, without seeing it at all. And that was um, during COVID. So you know we had the work from home and then we had the return to office and then we had the remote work. So you get these new circumstances in life. And I'm somebody who tries to be very conscious about designing my life. Um, I think like you are as well. And many people are striving for that, which I think is a wonderful, like higher level goal and a beautiful thing. So we're just figuring it out. Like my husband and I were both figuring out where we want to be, how we want to be, what lines up with our values, priorities, and interests. And um, Santa Barbara is a really hard place to beat. So (laughs) yeah, it is. (laughs) We have bounced around a lot in the last few years. Um, Half Moon Bay, Bay Area, East Bay, Hawaii, and Santa Barbara. So we will see where we end up. But it is uh, something where... When you do move a lot, it becomes easier to move because you have yes. fewer items. You've done your like Marie Kondo cleansing. <laughs> and I like you have it down systematically. You can go, okay, this is what we do. We pack this way, we go this way. So we're figuring it out. I think it's not maybe it looks aspirational or like, wow, <clears throat> so liberating. It's part that. It's also part, gosh, how good could it get? Can we get a little better here? Can we tweak this? Is this really right for us? And then you add having a kid in the mix and it changes your whole framework of like where you want to be and why you want to be there.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I love that. I know you guys, you spent, how long were you in Hawaii? A year? Two years?
1: We owned a house there for about a year and some change Mm -hmm. um, and tried to spend as long of a time there as possible each time. So we were, I think, total there about a year Mm -hmm. and that was quite an adventure. I just... um, did a little post about that, but that was the house we had to purchase without seeing it because there were the quarantine laws in effect. Oh, yes. So, yes. Every day we were there for the first 14 days, the National Guard came and checked on us in our house to oh. make sure we were home. Yeah. They really enforced it. And because of that, we couldn't go and see the house to purchase. We just had to purchase it and then hope for the best. <laughs> and I'll never forget driving up like, what did we just do? <laughs> Uh, uh, I hope this is great. And then I got in there and I was like, this kitchen is horrifying. We need
0: to take this out right now. <laughs> I love that. You you took a great opportunity and you ran with it. And yeah, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I remember Hawaii being really strict with um, lockdown things, more so than California for sure.
1: Right, and that's why it was an Airbnb previously, which that showed. And they couldn't get any renters in it because of COVID. So now we're like a year into lockdown and it had been on the market for 200 and some odd days, high in the 200s. And it kept getting price reduced. And I was like, that might be an opportunity here. Um, and compared to California prices, the price there looked like a steal. Uh, so I was like, well, maybe we should do this. And again, we had, we went in with another um, party. So we weren't just doing this on our own. But my husband and I were the ones who went over there and we like, started like pulling out plants and De, you know, taking apart rooms and pulling down drywall and finding mold and all, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but it was absolutely worth it. And it was a really cool way to spend COVID and to just a good excuse to be over there and doing something productive. Right. Um, and again, the remote work was a blessing because we could still keep our day job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Well, Karina, this is, I love these stories because it just really speaks to your level of real estate expertise and I'm excited for this new offer. This buying, the buying blueprint course is now available on your website. So we'll link to it in the show notes and then people can can take a look and and grab the course. I think it's just a culmination of all of the experience and skill that you have in real estate. And also, it also speaks to your passion about real estate, which you said you've had since you were very young. Well, thank you, Elisa. I absolutely could not have done it without you and
1: your help. <laughs> Because, let's be honest, I think I had to ask you like how I even I mean, embarrassing questions about the no, the making of it. So and the guidance and all that. And it's been a really interesting experience to um put everything that I've been through and experience on paper. And I just hope that it helps people. You know, I'm out here in the world of real estate, and I see the variation in experience and in um, you know, it's a high stakes game and mistakes can cost people a lot. And yeah, I really hope that if we educate buyers a bit more and they kind of educate themselves in any way possible, that will help everybody have a better experience and do better in the market, more success as well. So yeah. I wish everybody success.
0: I wish everybody can find home, um, even if that means not buying a house for them. So yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you have a, you, you do have a section in your course about is renting or is buying better for you right now? Yeah, it's going to be different for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much for the
1: guidance and the help and getting this out of my head and onto the... <laughs> You're very the welcome.
0: <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm so excited. And I appreciate your time today, Karina. And I, I just, I love this conversation. I think these stories are really important for people to hear. And so uh, thank you for for sharing all this with us today.
1: Yeah, we're going to try to have some fun too as we
0: go through it. So I appreciate you and I hope to hear from everybody. Yeah, okay, my dear. Well, thank you listeners for joining again this week's episode of Tech Champagne and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.